0: What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Ray Talks Live. If this is your first time listening, please hit that subscribe button so that you know when a new episode drops. And for those of you who have been following, thank you so much for your support. I truly do and humbly appreciate it. So with the episode tonight, I wanted to go back to being a little more fun, a little bit more laid back a little bit because the previous two episodes that I've done were on a more historical scent. of our American conspiracies series, which was the assassinations of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. And the last one, of course, was the Tuskegee Experiment and COVID-19. So I wanted to sort of go back to breaking the ice, go back to old school a little bit. And the title, as you can see from it, is Growing Up in a Church. Now, I didn't want to get too specific in saying what church I grew up in, even though I am going to tell you, But I wanted it to be where it's something that everyone can identify with. You know, if you grew up in the church, if you had a church foundation growing up, you will definitely be able to identify with my church upbringing, in a sense, especially if you grew up in the church. You know, so regardless of your denomination, everyone can identify with it. So off the bat, I am an Episcopalian. You know, so if you're very familiar with how the Catholic Church, operates. Episcopal, being Episcopalian, is very similar to that. You know, although in England and other parts of the world it's known as the Anglican Church, but of course here in America we call it the Episcopal Church. So for me, I am born and raised, baptized, confirmed, and was even married at my church as an Episcopalian. And my home church where I grew up in was the historic St. Agnes Episcopal Church which is located in Miami, Florida, but in a neighborhood called Overtown. And the church that as I grew up to know it has that nickname of the Golden ghetto, all right? And my church is very historic just off the of some fact that just this year alone 2021 in January celebrated 123 years since its founding, you know, being one of the oldest black churches in Miami, being founded all the way back in 1898. All right. So let me talk just a little bit briefly about my growing up. And like I say, if you grew up in the church, you grew up with a church foundation. A lot of what I'm going to talk about, you probably can't remember this from your childhood. Because I think if you grew up in a church, it definitely had a huge impact on the person you are today. I know for me, the life that I grew up in church, the people who I came across, the friendships that I made, just what I learned and just being a part of the church has definitely had a huge impact on my life going forward. So, for me, church was just about every Sunday. You know, there was no getting around it. Um, it was church every Sunday. My church had two services, a 730 and a 1045. 1045 was generally the service that my mom, my aunt, my grandmother, and my grandpa at times. I always attend. And for me, the reason why ten forty five was our was because at ten o'clock was Sunday school. Now, like I said, if you grew up in the church, you know what Sunday school was. And I mean I know Sunday school is different times for many different churches depending on your denomination and your church itself. But every Sunday, 10 a.m. in the church parish hall, you had Sunday school. Then when school was out for the summer, Sunday school followed along. So And one of the beauties was that, because mainly in the summer, we had a summer schedule where there was only one service, and that was at 9 o'clock in the morning. But one of the things that always happened that I think was so cool was the first full week after school got out, my church held what was called Vacation Bible School. Now, I know in many churches across the U.S., Vacation Bible School can be any time of the day. Some do it in the evenings. Some do it later in the summers, you know, any different point in time. But our my church, we did it always the first full week after school got out for one week. And then generally after we finished Vacation Bible School, you know, with arts and crafts, learning stories of the Bible, you know, even having a talent show at the end, you know, and then also some recreational and all kind of other little things of having fun. Then there was always our little annual trip to Disney World. So it was always that Saturday, and then we sort of moved it over to Friday, then we sort of moved it to that Monday or Tuesday of the following week. where we went to Disney World as a reward, and you know, you enjoy yourself. But Vacation Bible School was just fun. You know, it was just that great opportunity to just be able to relax and chill, learn, arts and crafts, and all kind of good things. Now, some of the other things that happened while growing up in church, aside from, like I say, going to church every Sunday, vacation Bible school, Sunday school, we had the youth group. You know, the youth group in my church was called EYC, the Episcopal Young Churchmen's Group, where, you know, kids, you know, pretty much from sixth grade. Kids would do just to have fun and enjoy themselves. And aside from, you know, learning, but just to get together in fellowship in a sense as a kid in a way. And the other good thing was that at my time, the Diocese of Southeast Florida was very good with their youth program. So at least three times out the year, there was some kind of youth camp that was going on. And, you know, from some of the best ones, one was always right before school would start, the diocese would have this, you know, conference to help you sort of understand how the church works, you know, on the general convention level side. And then they would have this spiritual camp sort of in the middle of the year. And then always Memorial Day weekend, which before you knew exactly what you could really do for Memorial Day weekend, we had a conference that was called Senior High Conference, which was by far, hands down, the best one that you always look forward to. And some of the friendships you make from those camps, you know, do last you a lifetime, you know. But going back to, like I say, you know, when you grew up in the church, you know, there are certain things that you just love and enjoy. And, you know, being an Episcopalian, it wasn't always the easiest thing to be able to explain to people what an Episcopalian was. You know, for me, the easiest way was to say, well, it's similar to the Catholic Church. And that was basically the best way I could do it, you know. Because, I mean, the rituals, the traditions of the services, you know, the hymns, the teachings, all that was pretty much very similar, you know. So, like, for me, some of the services that I always look forward to when I was a little kid growing up, you know, you always had midnight mass, you know, 11 o'clock at night on Christmas Eve. You know, of course, Easter service, you know, Easter Sunday, everybody wants to show up and then of course the patronal service which honored agnes who was the, the saint of my church but as i've grown older you know those services are still some of my favorite but my favorite service though hands down is all saints day you know all saints day is the is november 1st and is always celebrated the first sunday in november you know after halloween has passed by and one of the main reasons why All Saints Day service is one of my favorite, aside from all the hymns that are sung for that particular service, is generally my favorite hymn of all time, hymn number 126, For All Thy Saints Who Rest From Their Labors, is to me one of the most beautiful hymns that can be played, especially when you know the organ is going with it, the words, the hymn, everything about it is just... And then one of the last things is that one of the things I know that has been great about the church and I'm very thankful for is that I've got some great opportunities growing up when I was in the church, you know, especially with the Episcopal Church as a whole. Uh, By far, one of my greatest moments of being at Episcopal was working or being, I should say, being a part of the Committee of Young Adults, which was a committee that traveled across the country to sort of try to bring young adults back to the Episcopal Church or try to work to figure out how can the church be more acceptable or be more willing to work with young adults. And I think the Episcopal Church is probably the leader in being more acceptable of people, of their race, of their sexuality, or whatever the case may be. The Episcopal Church, I think, is by far one of the most acceptable churches in our world, you know. But being a part of that committee was just awesome. You know I got a chance to travel across the U.S. You know I got a chance to go to New York City a couple of times. I got a chance to go to Houston, Texas. I got a chance to go to San Francisco. I got a chance to go to Anaheim for our general Convention uh, for the Episcopal Church. I also got a chance to even travel abroad to the Dominican Republic for almost a week in Santo Domingo, which were on that trip. I actually smoked my very first cigar, and it's actually turned me into a cigar fan, you know. But growing up in the church is so fun, you know, and I think for a lot of us, you know, there are those great opportunities and then are those great memories. And, you know, some of my great memories of growing up in St. Agnes was a lot of the older people, the old folks, as we would say, you know, you definitely had your favorites. There were some that were crazy. There were some that's just hilarious, and you know, some that, you know, if they got worked up and they started, you know, dropping them, them cuss words. You know, as a little kid growing up, especially when you get in a teenage years, you know, your ears perk up. You try to gravitate over to that person, like trying to hear what they saying, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but also at the same time, as much as you know, we we sort of laugh at old folks and enjoy them you got to respect them because, you know, a lot of them can teach you life lessons and values and probably, hands down, one of the best groups of old people that I ever hung around with or older people, as I would say, or maybe the mature audience would be this group of men at my church that were nicknamed the Shade Tree Boys, all right? The Shade Tree Boys, mainly because there was a big tree in the back of the church parking lot where many of the men would convene after church, sit around in a circle, have their beer, their wine, maybe a few little snacks, and they would just simply sit there and do what men do. It was like a little club, you know. And for me, it wasn't until, of course, obviously I got much older and I was able to be a part of that club. And it was many things we talked about, you know, from sports, marriage, politics and life in general, you know, and you sense are saying while breaking bread and having wine and beer, you know, sort of like thinking of this communion. But I enjoyed it because, you know, I learned so much, you know, because most of those men were married, you know, had been married 30, 40 plus years, you know, with so much life experiences and then plus at the time I was just about to have my first child. So hearing them aside from talking about marriage, but also talking about, you know, raising kids, which many of them had already done, you know, it was just wonderful, you know, and I think that's some of the things that, you know, being a part of a church or growing up in a church, you know, as a little kid to when you become an adult, you know, you don't forget about those, you know, those moments, those memories that you truly remember because they do stick with you. You know, and then now as I look back, you know, a lot of those great men, a lot of those great women, a lot of those giants that I used to look up to at my church, you know, unfortunately have all passed on and, you know, are up in heaven at this point in life. But some, you know, you just always remember, and you know, I miss them sorely, you know, especially when I think about a lot of the Shade Tree boys who I used to hang out with who have now, unfortunately, You know, I think about the priest who pretty much was my priest my entire life, uh, Father Barry. And, you know, those are things that just stay with you. And like I say, it's an opportunity, you know, when you grow up in the church, you know, you learn a lot. And it gives you a foundation for who you are and what you will become later on in life. So what are your favorite memories from growing up in the church as a little kid? You know, what was it? That when you grew up, that just it just stands out. It stays with you. You can always think about it. You know about it when you are when you just start reminiscing. You know? So let me know. You know, so if you are new, definitely subscribe. And you know, like I say, thank you to all my listeners who have been following along. And remember, you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Ray Talks Live. You can also hit me up with an email at Ray Talks Live at gmail.com. And with that, I am out.